0: Look at us. Oh, we're
1: so fancy. I
0: know, (sighs) big old chairs. i have got a neck rest. Hey, brother. (laughs) And welcome everyone to a ranking video. The 20th anniversary of the Harry Potter movies is just around the corner. So we thought it would be fun to do something that surprisingly we've never done and rank all the Harry Potter movies. This is gonna be really interesting because (laughs) the way
1: our relationship with the Harry Potter movies is very different from the Harry Potter books. Yes, we use them as visual elements all the time in these videos, so you constantly see clips like I feel like the the scene where Voldemort is doing like the oh like the, the shampoo. shampoo moment the the battle in the graveyard is when we go Kings to Kings Cross a lot a lot, a lot of King- yeah so there's there's these moments in the movies that we go back to there's these like individual te- de- depictions that are amazing like we've always said McGonagall is great Hagrid is great like they they match yeah. their book counterparts extremely well. We never really dive into how we feel about each of these movies individually as a whole, and then kind of compared to one another. So I'm, I'm very curious to see where you stand, because
0: as much as we talk about this, I have no idea where you stand. Well, this is gonna be very interesting. We are starting with uh, Sorcerer's Stone and going all the way through Crimes of Grindelwald. So this is gonna be, yeah, this is the
1: complete set. Everything we have right now It's 10 movies total. 10 movies. Here we go. See what you make of them. Guys, before we dive on into the ranking,
0: we want to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Secret Lab. Secret Lab makes incredible top-of-the-line gaming chairs and they're collaborating with Warner Brothers to release an official Secret Lab Titan Evo 2022 Harry Potter edition chair to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the first film. And of course, We got some chairs. If you want your own Secret Lab Harry Potter chair, the link is in the description down below. The chair back has a very detailed Marauder's map stitching and four-way adaptive lumbar support that can keep you comfortable even when you're up to no good. That's what you call form and function. And fun. And frosty? Well, not really, I don't know.
1: Well, it starts with half. Frosty. And you can get your very own Secret Lab memory foam lumbar pillow in your Hogwarts house of choice.
0: But why would you get anything besides Slytherin? That's the real, I don't know, you know. Identity crisis, I guess. I guess. What'd you get?
1: Also Slytherin. Yes. Oh, is mine upside down?
0: No, it's good. Yeah. It's right side up. And if you get your chair and pillow from the Secret Lab Harry Potter collection before December 20th, the Super viewers can get an additional $25 off. That's what you call. A frosty deal. Ben, stop trying to make frosty happen, okay? <laughs> it's catching
1: on. Guys, I have to tell you that I have had a standing desk for the past three years, and the moment that this chair
0: arrived in the office, I have been seated. You have been seated? I have been seated. It's been weird. Ben's like on eye level again with me. Our desks are right next to each other, and I'm always like, hey, what's up? But now I'm like, hey, what's up? I know, That's weird. Yeah. It's an adjustment. It is an adjustment. How's your neck
1: feel? I'm like,
0: Well, pretty good. I mean, the chairs are pretty adjustable themselves.
1: That's true. They can do a lot of things. You can literally lay all the way back. All the way. Again, you can get your own Secret Lab Harry Potter chair by heading
0: on over to bit.ly slash Secret Lab SCB. Link is in the description down below. Thanks again to Secret Lab for providing SCB with these awesome chairs and providing our viewers with these frosty deals. Hey. You did it. Yeah. I love it. Thanks. It caught on.
1: So, the way that we are going to be doing this, and if you would like to play along as well, we will leave a link in the description down below. But we have a Rankify uh, website set up before us that is in the order of OWL scoring.
0: Yes. So, we will start the, the highest score you can get is an O. We'll go with outstanding, then exceeds expectations, acceptable, poor, dreadful, and troll.
1: You have any trolls on your list?
0: You know, I. I don't know if I have any trolls, maybe. Okay, okay, okay. So I think we need to just go in order. I know when we did the Marvel Makes movies, sense. we
1: just sort of like randomly like grabbed at Too them. Too many to remember what order they all came out in. That's a very good this point. This one's pretty
0: straightforward. It is, we know, we know yeah. the order. It's yeah.
1: Deathly Hallows part two, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, Half-Blood Prince, Order of the Phoenix,
0: Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> is there like a machete order you could watch Harry Potter in? That'd oh. be interesting.
1: Would it not just be, I mean, how could it possibly not just be?
0: Like one through eight? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Would there be like a reason to start with Goblet? Like Voldemort comes back, and then you go back to the beginning. Oh, interesting. You know, something like that. Or like, you know, Snape from the beginning. Like you start with Deathly Hallows part one, then you go back to the beginning. And you're like, all this time. All this time. Always. Wow. Who knows. Anyway, maybe that's a different video. Okay, the real order, you should watch the Harry Potter movies in. <laughs> that
1: would be very interesting. Okay, so starting with and normally we call it Philosopher's Stone on this channel, but yeah. in for the sake of the movies, it is
0: Sorcerer's Stone. That is yeah. what it's called. Yeah.
1: So, okay. so starting Sorcerer's with Stone. Sorcerer's Stone.
0: And Important. Where'd you land? Outstanding. I put it in exceeds expectations. Okay. So yeah, so good. Yes, so good. Across and, the board. and I honestly, I know
1: that this is this is going to jump things real quick, but I can even, because of the way that I do this, I can even put Chamber of Secrets right there next to it. Oh, you're going to do Chamber. I'm going to go ahead and displace Chamber just because for these two in particular, and this won't be the case with any other like possible duo, Deathly Hallows, Fantastic Beasts, or anything. Um, I treat these two very much the same way. Um, I think that they both kind of encapsulate the style and like visual magic of the Harry Potter series, the way that I imagine it in the books. Yeah, Like I think it it is the best transfer from story
0: to visual on screen. I agree with you. In fact, I'll go ahead and put Chamber as well. I'm okay. putting Chamber in Outstanding. Oh, yeah, was it Lockhart sure. that- Lockhart it's, it's, have... it's it's pretty obvious, it's but pretty... no. I think most. it's the exact same thing. I think like when I was a kid reading the books and you, you went and you saw Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets, and it felt like they had just transcribed exactly my brain onto the screen in terms yes. of like how Hogwarts felt, how the students looked, how magic worked. Like it was all, just, it all, like the style felt perfect. And like, it's such a weird thing too, because when I was growing up, I would've told you Chamber of Secrets was like my least favorite of the books. Okay. But out of the movies, it's probably my favorite, like Harry Potter movie. It's, and, and well, I mean,
1: that, that certainly makes I mean, sense based good. on Here, how you ranked yeah. it. but. Um, yeah. And, and that's the thing. So Christopher Columbus, and this is one of the weird issues with the Harry Potter movies as a whole, is that you have, uh, Christopher Columbus doing one and two. <coughs> Alfonso Queron does three. Uh, oh, I can never Newell, I can never remember. Don't know. Director of four, but you have four and then five on. Is David David Yates. Yates. So David Yates takes over eventually and you have him. I have it right here in front of me. Having
0: like a very consistent style going forward.
1: Mike Newell. Um, And with that though, I think throughout the series, you have odd decisions that are made by different directors that ultimately like take a stronghold because it's sort of like the last place we ever saw the character and therefore we never
0: revert. Right, like so someone got to like... Like Alfonso got to introduce Lupin, and so that's how Lupin will be.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like you're not going to just like recast Lupin entirely, right? But he also changes the character of Flitwick entirely, and then the character of Flitwick just remains changed. Way. Yeah. But the I would say Flitwick in one and two is much more what I imagined Flitwick to be.
0: Like. Yeah. It seems like the way he ended up was just sort of an accident because they just recast the same actor, and and everyone was like, oh, Flitwick, and they're like, oh. Yeah, you're right. It was Flitwick. It was.
1: It was definitely yeah. not just choir director number one. No. Um, yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll come back to that here in just a minute. But there are a couple of things that I think the Harry Potter movies struggle with all the way throughout, <clears throat> uh, which is that I just don't think that the computer graphics at the time were quite at the level that they needed to be at mm. to depict some of the creatures. So- Like, like Fluffy? Like Fluffy or like the Troll in in yeah. one. Uh, I Has think it maybe
0: aged super well.
1: Exactly, and I think elements of Quidditch are yeah. not exactly perfect. Like they they very much look like they're they're leaning on the fact that you have these like swirling colors and shapes and fast moving things that you don't. Yeah. Really need
0: to be able to look that at that's it. I love the Quidditch in the first two movies. Oh, I know. Like, it's, it's, it's really so fun. fun. Like yeah. I, it's just like I feel like they do a really. They're like the wor- they obviously the first two movies are where the most amount of world building gets done. Absolutely. Because that's where, you know, you're being introduced to the world. And I think they just do it so well. Like, you're really there. Like, the, you know, you have time to just play a Quidditch match. Like, the plot advances a little bit. But, like, you're just watching Quidditch for a minute there. Right. And that's very fun. Like, it, most of the other movies don't just have time for, like, this is the thing that happens in this world. Right,
1: right. Yeah. You know, I think the scene, I always like the one where, like, Harry's on, like, the edge of the broom and, like, leans forward. And, yeah. Like, the way he actually, like, stands up on the broom, it's like, that's cool. Yeah. Like, it, it, it works out. Yeah. It works out. Uh, I'm trying the the uh, in Sorcerer's Stone they drop the potions layer yeah, to the set do. of obstacles and that's one where I just think you could have given Hermione just a little bit more to do.
0: Yeah, they move Hermione's like big room <clears throat> to the Devil's Snare Basically. room where she's the one who saves the day as opposed to in the book where. Um, that's more of like a group effort,
1: right? Right, yeah. and I guess they skip the troll entirely,
0: but skip they pretty the much
1: skip the troll entirely in the book too. Sometimes I yeah. forget that it's an obstacle.
0: Yeah, I mean they just walk right past it, and I guess because they needed to like have quarrel, have an obstacle, but they're like, oh, we got past it. Right, yeah. right, easy enough.
1: Otherwise, I think one of the big things, and this is like one of those complaints that like <clears throat> it's 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 really 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 hard to have because the circumstances that extend beyond the screen are what is what's affecting it but it's the casting of dumbledore as right. richard harris yeah who i think is just so great Ugh. it's that very like soft spoken like that, that but, like dumbledore, very powerful but very powerful yeah. like, that, that dumbledore that you can just imagine sort of being able to like outwit everybody in the room to like use his cleverness use his words to like he's he's 10 steps ahead of everyone all the time yeah and when you when you make the switch over to Michael Gambon, what you eventually see through the rest of the series is a Dumbledore that, in my mind, doesn't have that same sense of like purity to him. Yeah, as it's character. just like
0: it's like a Dumbledore that sees the world as a very dark place and it's like he's like doing his best to try and fix it. But it's like it's a losing battle. And uh, everything's yeah. really serious and grave all of the time. Right. Like, yeah, you okay.
1: We were, okay. You knew we were gonna hit that. Oh, well, we have to. But yeah, we'll so get to that
0: movie in a minute.
1: I've always felt like I've always felt like what really happened is you have Michael Gambon studying the character of Gandalf <clears throat> instead of Richard Harris's Dumbledore mm. as the the guideline for how to base this character. Right. You I know? can see that. Cuz yeah, he just hmm. he just becomes more more intense, less, yeah. less less soft-spoken, less just owning the room. Yeah. Um so anyway, uh also I feel like when people refer to the Harry Potter movies as Christmas movies, I really feel like it's because, especially because of Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Like the scene where he gets the invisibility cloak. That,
0: and yeah, it's like, does this make it a Christmas movie?
1: But like, <laughs> it's, it's like, Christmas you movie? say Harry
0: Potter or Christmas movies, you basically just mean the first two. Right, yes, yeah. yeah. If yeah. not just the first one. Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe some people watch all eight every year. If you do, that sounds awesome. I'm Great sure. Tradition. I, in fact, I, if you, yeah.
1: Do they? They do.
0: They, they do, the that question. happens.
1: Okay, <laughs> moving on. Moving on to prisoner of Azkaban. Moving on
0: to prisoner. I think I think here's where we. This we, is where it could get tricky. We could get a little saucy. We could get just a little bit. Ugh. I don't know. I am. I am. I'm going down to. I'm going down to here. You ready? Yeah. Would you get? I'll put it acceptable. Oh wow, generous. Yeah. Oh, where did you throw it? Dreadful. D- Whoa.
1: Dreadful. Wow. Ter- uh, I wasn't so cruel as to drop it into troll. Okay. But like, man. I, I know that this isn't the popular opinion when it comes to the Harry Potter movies, but I just stand by it. Like there is a lot of like creative decision-making about a world it's, that is already very creative. And it's like the changes, I just don't see what we gain from them. So like, I think you start with on the night bus, you've got this like kind of odd shrunken head. Uh, like boy. who's, who's sort of the, the voice
0: of the night bus. It, boy, I completely forgot about the shrunken head on the night bus. The whole night bus scene bothers me. I mean, the guy playing Stan pretty much nails it with the Chiffel Overfall. Ch- like, Ch-fell-over. there are gems, there are gems in there. Oh yeah, Aunt absolutely. Marge blown up, good. Uh, I love Lupin a lot. I think his casting is really good and he yep. does a good performance, I think. Uh, even like you don't see a lot of Wormtail, but I think he gets a lot, he accomplishes a lot in a very little amount of time. Absolutely. When he's in there, I thought like the, the werewolf stuff is good. And like the way they execute the time turner stuff is good, but you're right. Like as as like a standalone movie, it's good. And like cinematically, it does a lot of things really well in terms of like visual storytelling and stuff. But in terms of like, Harry Potter and coming out of Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber like the departure in so many directions is very like jarring. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. so you've got you got the shrunken head, you have Tom the barman
1: at the Leaky Cauldron is like <clears throat> a very 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 big character shift in a way that I just like is fine because I guess it makes it like more interesting, but like maybe interesting is even the right word. It makes it it makes it different. Right. But in a way that I'm just sort of like I don't know that we needed it. Like I don't know that that, that was
0: strictly necessary. It just made it feel like the whole wizarding world was like a lot grungier. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's part and of it. And it's like I understand that as the books go on, thing like the mood gets darker, but like that doesn't like it doesn't mean like that the whole world is just like this grungy held together with string place. Exactly. You know, like yeah. it like, in, in Sorcerer's Stone and in Chamber, everything's, like, very bright. And it's, like, it looks like a like an established world. Like, there's no reason for everything to be so, like, gritty. Right, yeah. It, it, it almost feels like this thought
1: where it's, like, we see all these kids, none of whom look anything askew. But the idea would be that they would eventually become, like, the witch from Snow White. Like, they're all in the process of growing into that witch. Right. And, like, kind of dark. And, like... Frizzled hair. Another big change they make in this one is they take all
0: of the wizards out of robes. Out of the robes into just the muggle clothes. The reason I don't think it works is because they make all these other changes to where like the wizard world is this like gritty place and it's like so different from the muggle world. But then they put them back in the muggle clothes.
1: They put them back in muggle clothes (laughs) and, and I would argue they put them in muggle clothes that seem almost fit for a math textbook. Like I don't know if no. you remember this or not but like when when you were going to school and there was like you know like the non
0: generic or yeah. very generic
1: very generic yeah. they were like this is a solid pink hoodie
0: Yeah. And it's like I guess the point of the the going to the muggle clothing is that it allows them to express like what like give the characters more personality based on the way they dress yeah. and stuff but it's like by the time we're in the third movie you already know the personality of the characters. That you know to mention, like they
1: all have very distinct personalities. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: true. It's like the actors are carrying that burden pretty well themselves. Like at this we're in movie 3, we don't need we don't need Neville's clothes to tell us he's like a bumbling kid who forgets stuff. Right. Like we don't need like Hermione dressing sharp to let us know that she's smart. Sure, you know. And even then sometimes they're still in robes. I don't think it's well executed. I, okay. I'm not upset with the
1: decision to depart from robes. I just don't think where they went with it is that good. I think the frog choir, mm. I will say that I think it has grown on me because I actually think it's like a cool piece of like musical something that you can add to the story. Sure. And it's kind of fun, but like, that's like one of those elements where if you go to like Universal, uh, like the Wizarding World and Universal, like they have the frog choir. And I'm like, you chose the thing that's like, that's like not like, it's like not even part of like the books. Right. It's like, I'm like, I get why it's stands out and how it could be like a cool.
0: But like, was song. it where Universal is supposed to be going off the movies, you know? I guess so. I know, I know okay. what you mean though.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, let's see, I, I wrote down notes cause it, there's there's a okay. few things in okay. here. There's a scene where um, Hermione is being thrown around by the Whomping Willow. Yeah. I think this scene is just flat out goofy. Like she, there's one scene where they like almost have this like very epic, like jump rope moment for her where she like jumps over it and then like over this the the branch, yeah, the branch. And then promptly gets hit. And while she's being hit, she's being flung like every which way through the air. And then ultimately there's this moment where you see her like grab hold onto Harry's shirt and it's like Yeah. Cut to and then it's like Harry being like Woo! Oh, yeah, it's but like <laughs>
0: did you guys film that for like the 3D version or something? I have no idea. Yeah. I
1: have no it's like the amount of it's like she's being flung through the air and it's almost as if the branch
0: stopped right here. Time To grab and then keeps going. Right, it's a little like slapstick. It's a little and slapstick. A little bit goofy. Also, I know there are varying opinions on this, but the final frame of the movie when Harry is like screenshot with the firebolt, like warp face. Yeah. Like, I just don't. Like, I okay, understand I, the cinematic part of it that. It's supposed to be that Harry is separated by everyone, and it's supposed to look like the Dementors are sucking on him. But this time, it's like joy instead of sadness that they're like sucking your soul. Like I get visually what they're going for, and I think it looks stupid. Yeah, like I, I, yeah. I, I appreciate the attempt. I think it looks stupid.
1: It's, it's just not. It's just. <laughs> it's just not well executed. Yeah, I think they. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give my rant, then I'll stop. <clears throat> we don't. It. We don't see the stag with. Like the, oh. like the the big expecto patronum it's yeah, like, oh yeah where where's where's the stag like right. and this is again one of those where it's like maybe the CG for having like a really cool blue and white you know creature come bursting out of his wand and canter through the area and like sort of use no, its horns I feel
0: like it's possible I know that's the I don't like yeah they decided patronuses weren't going to like attack the dementors they were just going to be like in the shape of an animal and just like go boom boom boom, boom. boom. like that is cool. Nope. Have them attack,
1: and then finally, finally for me is the scene when Lupin steps outside and like the moon is like literally what like looks a spotlight. like like a spotlight. Yeah. yeah, it comes around the corner and it's like you forgot about me, didn't you? The moon and he's like, yeah. and then like a light like shines on his face. Oh, it's just like I'm like I'm not I'm not, with you. I'm not <laughs> with you. So dreadful, and I would even say barely made the cut. Wow. Bim is good.
0: The character of oh, Ben. Yeah, the character of Ben who <laughs> just drops it out of nowhere to deliver these super dark lines about yeah. the future. It's like, whoa, Bam. trying to, try to hold smoke with your bad hands. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Okay. Well, then. Goblet of Fire, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, hang on yeah. a
1: second. Okay, okay, all right. Let's see, let's see, let's mm-hmm. see, let's see.
0: I would put it at uh, here. Where'd you put it? Acceptable. Wow, so I'm surprised. I put her down at Dreadful. So we swapped on these we two. We have swapped
1: on these my two. My goodness.
0: This one to me, I think my ranking for this one, it falls so low because I think Goblet for me, it had like the opposite effect that Chamber of Secrets did. We're like, for me, Chamber of Secrets was like not my favorite book out of them. And so like the, my expectation bar was low. And so the movie then just sourced past it. Okay. But like Deathly Hallows is my favorite Harry Potter book but for a long, you know, that was the last one to come out. So for the majority of time when people would ask me, what's your favorite one? It was Goblet of Fire. Okay. Like I love Goblet of Fire. I would reread it all the time. I agree with that. Yep. And I love the games. I love the Quidditch World Cup. I love the tasks. Like I think all that stuff is so much fun. And then the movie just so under delivered, like it, like, my bar for it was so high with the book that this movie just undelivered so much. And I know so much of this is just based on comparing to the books, but that's, you know what? That is, it affects my movie-going experience. But yeah,
1: there's, there's definitely, like, a lot about Goblet where what you see is this massive book that, like, maybe it could have been, like, two movies, but it just doesn't logically, like, there, there wouldn't be, like, a good... Yeah. Ending point for like the middle of it to be like, maybe not, and that's the Yule ball.
0: Yep, see you see next, you next year. time for the yeah. Tr- yeah,
1: for the second task, right? Um, yeah. so the thing, yeah, so you you have the Quidditch World Cup, I think, right out of the gate. No, which, you don't, but good point.
0: No, he, you don't. So you missed the Quidditch, World, no Cup right no out of the Quidditch World Cup, no Quidditch World Cup, right out of the gate. Before no.
1: that, let me just say the moment that really gets me is when, um, so, Robert Pattinson, yeah. I could have just said Cedric DeGray, yeah, but when he comes like like Mary poppins uh, yes. into the scene. Yeah, where like, all the
0: adults are just like, we've done portkeys before, da, 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 da. and the rest of them all like fall on their faces. It's like, it's like again, it's like, I see visually what you're going for. Cedric is like mature and cool and knows how to do things.
1: I think it still <clears> would have <throat> been fine. To ha- I mean, because it's like a teleporting thing. So like the idea that they're like coming out of this like wind tunnel of transportation where, I don't know, it's <clears throat> it's very, I don't know, it's very goofy. Um, and I just think you could have just had it. So like, you know, it's like, whew and have everybody land on the ground and like Cedric's just standing up Yeah. with the adults. And it's like, oh, I see. He's better at it. Right. Like
0: that would have been fine. That would have been fine. It, it would have gotten the point across still.
1: Uh, I'm not entirely sure he really needed to jump out of a tree
0: either. Oh, at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. There was that. Even, okay. So yeah, then they skipped the Quidditch World Cup entirely. You don't get to see any play, which is a bummer because like I said, like in the first movie when you're just watching it, it's just fun. It's fun to see Quidditch. Yep. And like, if you've read the book a bunch and everyone had like... You, you're excited to see Crumb and like see, like Duronski Fane, How is you know, that would've been a good way to establish his character ahead of time. Oh, and now, the,
1: the Velas and the Leprechauns. Oh, they
0: just, uh, they have the Leprechauns, I guess. I know. Sort of. But they abandon the Velas altogether, which means they abandon that plot line for Floor, which like takes away some of her like specialness a little bit. Yep. Yep. Which is a bummer. Cause that's like, that is how they establish in the books the other two champions before you meet them. Like, right. you get to see Crum play and you get to see the effect the Velas have on the other people. And then it's like, oh, now I know a little bit. Like, oh, when you find out that Flora's have vila you're like, oh, okay, she's like extra, like a little extra magic on her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And exactly. then, like, oh, and then Crum, he's like, this is a spectacular, super young wizard. We've already seen him do stuff. Right. Like, they feel like threats. Yep. They're not just like people who show up in red and blue.
1: And yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we, yes, yeah, so we just don't have yes we don't have ludo
0: we don't have winky yeah there's no winky both those storylines oh, are. oh ludo bagman is gone that's a bummer we don't have any agatha tim's eel farm i oh, know we needed Man. that here i also the chaos ensuing like when the death eaters do like their little attack or whatever right to me in the movie it feels way blown it feels like a freaking terrorist attack just oh, happened. Yeah. like they just were attacking everyone and there's fires everywhere and it's like in the books they're absolutely being very malicious and mean. Oh yeah. But it's not it doesn't seem like they are attacking literally everyone. Yeah yeah,
1: it's not it's not like the middle of like a war zone. It's yeah. more just like like I cuz I even think in the books there's a little bit of this element that we've seen out in the real world which is the like slight over enthusiastic nature of post sporting event enthusiasm. right? You know, like where it's like, you have these people who go out and they're like knock over, you know, like the field goal posts in the stadium or they go and like yeah. light a couch on fire or something. Right. Like, you know, and you're like, oh man, like, you know, I know you're excited, but maybe don't, don't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looked, I mean, it's certainly obviously extremely terrible what they're doing and everything, but it looks like the war started you know, yes, it yeah. looks like there was a bomb that went off and, it, and then there's harry just right there at the middle just wakes up i don't Wait, know
1: because well, and... i think part of this here too is that later they really need to discredit harry they really need to be under this assumption that he is like blowing the stuff out of proportion and at this point in time it's like what happened in the christian world cup it's like based on what we saw in the movie was a huge problem to yeah. be ignoring the fact that like something else big later happened and oh be like, right if like that doesn't Compete that doesn't compute like right i think what the ministry needs to be seeing is like this was just it was over enthusiastic fans it was someone who who played a bad prank to cast the dark mark like whatever it's like no no no. you can't have like a war zone yeah and then the dark it marks, looks like and- there was a
0: massacre and they still had no idea anything was coming right yeah uh, moving
1: on from the quidditch world cup
0: i think one of the things
1: that i really didn't like was the like style guide for mad Eye moody oh who really has the, the the belt strap for the Right. For the eye. He sort of got like a metal leg. It's it's very steampunk almost.
0: Yeah, it is very steampunk.
1: And that's not really how I imagined Moody.
0: Nope. Um, I imagine like a, kind of like super big. Like, yeah. Kind of like, like creep, like would creep you out if you saw him. Sure. of eye. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so you're not you're not really getting that. And, and like Moody's care look, because Moody's classes are a blast in the
0: book. Like the yeah. fact that they're like really learning some stuff. The other thing is just like the the dragon, or like the tasks themselves. Like in the book, it was always a bummer to me that you didn't get to see like Cedric and Crumb and Floor do the dragon tasks. So I felt like that would've been another like, here's just fun, here's like a highlight reel of what they did. Sure. And where you get to see like how good the other wizards are. And then you get Harry. And like, understandably, like the dragon breaks free in the movie and they have like this big chase scene. Like that's exciting because in the book he does just sort of like, slowly lull the dragon away and then get the egg. And it's just like, that might not have been exciting to watch. So I get why they did that. Sure. The lake, I think they did okay there. That was fine. But the maze is unacceptable. The maze and it's dumb. Ha- like I, oh, uh, it's so fun in the book. Seeing Harry, like, it's like, it's time to shine. This is his zone. He's like breaking enchantments and he's getting through all the things. He's doing the riddles and the sphinx and the golden mist and the acromantulas. And she's like, nah, how about just fog? Fog and spooky hedges. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. it's so like, <clears throat> It's like, they just take away from world building in order to like hurry through the story. <sighs> so that's fun, I don't like yeah.
1: it. And, and I think we really do get the most Dumbledore being this like not Dumbledore-esque character. Yeah. He just he just really gets like angry. Mm-hmm. I didn't we always talk about like the, you know, like <clears throat> did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire scene where he just like goes over the top. But like, even like right before the
0: maze, there's this scene
1: where he like is calling everybody like over to like tell them the rules, and he's like being like
0: really. He's like now, quickly, quickly. Yeah, the movies feel like there's like no pomp and circumstance to anything. Right. It's like just sort of like oh, we're doing a task this morning. Okay, I guess um, throw it, throw up a tent, uh, get some rooms ready, uh, do, do we? How are we gonna choose the order? Yeah, put them in a bed, ba- drop them in a bed. Ba- okay, good, good. It feels like they're just fig. It it feels like so rushed. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like figuring out all at the last second. I don't know.
1: There is a weird scene with Barty Crouch where he's like handing out the dragons, and he's just like kind of creepy. He's like, <laughs> he's like, like I think I don't know, uh, Flora Pulser's out, and he's like, Ooh. yeah, and it's like, what you doing, man? <laughs> not sure you should be allowed around here. <clears throat> yeah, maybe it's supposed to be like the starting of him like losing his wits a little bit, but nice. it, it's. I don't know. Barty Crouch Jr. is supposed to be like so, or not Jr., but Barty Crouch, who's just supposed to be so straight-laced. He's just very like, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> guys, we need to interrupt real quick to give a huge thank you to today's other sponsor, HelloFresh. All right, you guys. As a parent of three kiddos who are always on the move, like, oh, Whatever we can do to have a healthy meal with the least amount of stress is always priority number one. And HelloFresh makes this so easy because you can cut out stressful meal planning and grocery store clips and just enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make with pictures and steps to guide you along the way. And seriously, Beth and I love using HelloFresh. As parents, it just works out in so many different ways. For one, they're healthy meals with real ingredients, but also everything comes pre-portioned and makes it like really easy easy to have my son, Luke, help out if he wants to. Like, oh yeah, just dump this packet in. No problem. Also pro tip, HelloFresh is not just for meals. They also have like a whole marketplace for different add-ons. Whether it's a little something extra for breakfast or for dessert or my personal favorite, the seasonal snacks. I can go ahead and recommend to you the Pillsbury Pumpkin Cookie Dough. You won't regret. It. All that and right to your door with contact free delivery and it's 30% cheaper than going to a grocery store. And and with the holiday deal they're running now, it's even less. So head on over right now to hellofresh.com/scb14 and use promo code SCB14 to get, yeah, you guessed it, 14 free meals plus 3 gifts. One more time that is hellofresh.com/scb14 promo code SCB14 to get 14 free meals plus 3 gifts. hellofresh.com/scb14 Promo code SCP14, link is in the description down below. And now back to the ranking. <laughs> all
1: right, moving on to Order of the Phoenix. Oh goodness. Um, Let's see here, where would I place order?
0: What do you got? Boom. I put it in acceptable. Me too! Okay, all right, we're right at the same page on this one. Right at the same page. Yes. Okay, so
1: Order of the Phoenix, I feel like very, 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 very notably has Umbridge. Um, yeah. I, I think Umbra just is, is pretty well done. I honestly.
0: Th- this is like this is like a pro It's like yeah, she is very well done. The actress nails it and the problem is that makes you really hate her.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, so, like so angry. I know. So it's like when you think about what you love about Lord of the Phoenix, <laughs> it's how like pissed it made you. Know. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> oh, like, you know what yeah. it did? It made me real mad. Man. I love it.
0: Yeah. It made no. me real
1: mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um what else happens in order? To oh man.
0: Okay, so this is something that always. Boy, oh boy, I absolutely hate the scene where Harry sees the Thestral for the first time, and he's like, "What is this?" And Hermione looks at him, just like, "There's nothing there. There's nothing there, Harry. There's never anything there." He's like, like, as if Harry is like dying in the moment. It's just this like utter grim, like, <sighs> like you don't have any reason to be like really concerned or afraid in this moment. It's like there's a cool magical thing happening that like you probably know the answer to, you know? And like Harry's refusal to elaborate on it is just and I know that's such a tiny thing, but the way Hermione is so afraid for, I don't know, Harry's life at like every moment just feels ah, incorrect. It's I I wrote this down <coughs> and
1: I, I do feel bad about it because it's like whenever we talk about these things, like it's it's really not my objective to ever like single out a character and be like, you did a bad job. No. But like not at all. I, I I do think like one of the things that I have noticed as I was like perusing each of the movies and writing my notes for this <coughs> is that I do think Emma Watson in particular, it's like when she's like an eleven and twelve year old, I think that she's just young and adorable enough that like the all like her various little like you know um like it's leviosa not leviosa mm-hmm. like she is overacting but like in a way that i actually do see as hermione mm-hmm. the character who i do think is like precocious and a little like
0: yeah nubotali and exactly yeah.
1: um but it seems like as emma watson is sort of entering these like middle chunk of years because there's a moment in like Prisoner, I think on the train, like where, where Harry's like upset about something. And yeah. I don't know, she has a comment. I think there's another one in Goblet where she's like, serious. We we'll want to know about that. And it's like, again, it's like very like, it's like, I, I feel like what's happening is Emma Watson in real life, I think is actually very similar to the character of Hermione Granger and takes things very seriously. So I think as she was given cues, she almost like maybe played the cue a little bit like too hard. Hmm. And so I think a lot of Hermione's moments end up feeling like a little bit overacted to me. Okay. And I'm real I promise I'm really like I actually really do love Emma Watson. Like I'm not trying to dog on Hermione or, yeah. or her. But I do think there are a lot of those moments where there's a little bit of an issue. And in general, as you sort of like draw those brushstrokes beyond just her character. I don't think very many of these child actors were very good at reacting to, like acting in the moment to things that would not be included until added in post. Oh, like the, yeah, like the Thestral's not there. The Thestral's not there. Yeah. And uh, like, I think that in this, you've got like a lot of the Weasley wizard wheezes where I think like Fred and George are trying to like, you know, react to like a kid's jaw, like getting like all blooped out or something, but like the kid's jaw in real life, really wasn't. Right. And so I kind of feel like they're like the the way like like they don't know what it's going to look like in the finished product. Right. They're not graphic designers. They're probably not haven't even been around this technology for so long to have done it enough times to even see. Sure. The practical yeah, I, acting moment and then right. the final. There's a moment in Prisoner too where they like grab Harry
0: by the invisible armpits. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, before they give him the map.
1: Yeah. And yeah. it's like it's another one of these moments where it's like they're like It's like, it's like, it's not, again, it's not their fault. It's not their fault, but like, it's hard to act in accordance with something that is actually not there. Yeah. And I do feel like you can tell on screen sometimes And maybe part of the problem was like so like I think at some point in time someone said and maybe this isn't true but like Davi was almost like a like a pipe with like two tennis balls stuck to the end of it or something
0: like oh, that. Oh right, like the the like model. What, yeah, like what Daniel was acting with. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so it could be the case that like for certain gags they just weren't so important that they like built a rig like that. Mm-hmm. And so what you end up with is literally just like, hey, look at my face right now and pretend like my jaw just like, you know, melted off. Yeah. It's like.
0: (laughs) Whoa. Well, howdy.
1: I don't know. Um, I don't even feel like I'm talking about order now. I just feel like I'm talking about the movies at large. At large. Um, But what I I would say is that I think um, the further into the movies we get, the more, magic the students have available. So the more they have to find ways to visually show us on screen how the magic is working. And I don't think it always works. I think there's a scene where like Nigel is being held in the air in the DA and he's like, yeah, you know, and it, like even that is.
0: Yeah, like more- the, 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 a lot of stuff that has to do with the wands, you're right, where it's like, we don't know how this is gonna look. So just hold your wand. And it's like, I don't even know. I feel like you'd hold your wand more like like out, not like, this or something, just like little touches. Oh, good
1: point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's,
0: it is very much like this. I think there's a moment where
1: Ginny blows up like the the thing and everybody like looks at her and it's like one of those moments where you're supposed to establish that she's like a little bit more powerful than we realized. Mm-hmm. But like she doesn't even have like this big incantation. I think there's one with Luna in the ministry where it's the same thing and she like blasts someone backwards and it's sort of like,
0: Yeah. <laughs> I do Uh, like the uh, Dumbledore of Voldemort fight. Yes, I thought that is really well done. Um, Very minor, but I feel like kind of big change is that like Bellatrix casts Avada Kedavra at Sirius instead of just knocking him through the veil. Yep. Uh, There's a big. There's a that is. It's like a weirdly big difference because all that happens when Sirius falls through the veil in the movie is that his body is unrecoverable unrecoverable not that it kills him
1: yes true and
0: like so in the movie he is killed by the spell and then falls through the veil whereas in the book he is hit by like stupefy or something and then is killed by falling through the veil
1: Probably falling back through yeah. and, and that's where i think there's even like that hope that harry might have left that like Sirius right. could still be alive because like we know that avada kedavra kills you we don't know what going. yeah the we veil don't know what us. the veil is it's very mysterious right yeah uh so that's that's a good point i like that note uh, I always I always bring this up, but I like the nice one James edition by series. That is very or, nice.
0: That's a good That's nice one James. James. Right, and I mean, it hits a lot and very little. Yes. Yeah.
1: And finally, I actually really love the scene where Voldemort takes over Harry's body after like like and he's like on the ground and mm-hmm. like Dumbledore's kind of like watching and you're sort of seeing like Daniel Radcliffe like you know like really like fight him off and he ultimately does fight him off. Right. There's like this montage of events where like. First, Voldemort shows him like all these negative things, like, you know, Harry seeing himself in the Mirror of Erised, or seeing Voldemort in the Mirror of Erised. Um, A bunch of negative things. And then Harry counters it by having all these like positive little flashes of memories. And I think that that's always felt really, like I get
0: chills every time I watch that that, that scene.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. All
0: right. So, Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. There we go. Shall we move on? Yeah, we we should move on. All right. All right. How we doing? Half Blood. Boom, boom. Where'd you put it? I put it. It exceeds expectations. In here. Yeah, here. I like it. I like Half Blood a lot. I feel like this is where all the like. For one, they. They focus in a lot more on just like the personal relationships between the characters. Like it feels a lot more like character driven, yes, rather than like big plot. Not that big plot stuff doesn't happen because obviously Dumbledore dies. Right, and that's like
1: huge. <laughs> right. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's a big one. But like a lot of the movie is just based on like how the characters are like doing and the relationships that they have with each other. And and there's the Felix Felicis scene, which is just like somewhat finally let Daniel Radcliffe just be funny for like ten minutes. And right. it was just like, please do more of this. He's like has such good comedy chops.
1: He totally yeah. does. He totally, and, and you can see it it's just like he he feels to me less awkward again as like a child <clears throat> actor who like i think you know like I, I think daniel radcliffe does a pretty good job but uh this scene in particular i always feel like he doesn't look like he's like struggling yeah like he, he's like really like really having it. fun with it yeah so i enjoy that i enjoy the scene with slughorn in in the hut, which I guess is still like the yeah. continuation of that, but that's. A good I
0: like one. Slughorn's whole character too. I think he's well cast. He does his good job. I do not like Harry and Ginny's kiss. It really bothers me. It's Did like
1: they—they they it just, is, I just don't so, think they nailed
0: it. Th- just looks like he's about to kiss his cousin or something. <laughs> oh like no! It's like, like it's—it's it's like it's supposed to be this. Huge occasion. Like they just won the Quidditch match, and it's like boom, it's like explosive happiness. It just looks so awkward. Just uh They don't they
1: don't exactly give I think <clears throat> that this is part of the problem is that that at this point you're really getting to like the darker and darker and darker tones. That is the overall like Style, So like in order to have that fit with the cave scene, to have that fit with Dumbledore's death, to have it fit with like a lot of the other darker learning about Horcruxes, going back to these past memories things, like the whole vibe of the movie has to be that way. But like, yeah, Harry winning or like- No, this is why it shouldn't be that way. No, I know. Okay. I, I, I mean, like, I think I think this is the area where it's like, you have to give Ginny this like huge zest for life. Like, yes. Very
0: energetic. I agree. Very like,
1: happy. If, very
0: colorful. Right. If everything else is dark and terrible, then Harry and Ginny should still be like bright and wonderful. Yes. And like explosive and fun. And it's just like this super awkward kiss. And I just wish they'd let them like really... Like have this big moment.
1: Yeah, but yeah, they, I I just think I think that whole area. I think we also have the um shoelace tying scene oh, in this one. That's awkward. Yeah, there's, that's awkward.
0: there's there's
1: a couple of like really just like yeah.
0: odd moments. They cut the gaunt stuff out as well. They cut Hepzibah out. I would have liked those scenes because I yeah. do think
1: they're very important, and it makes they it they establish the Horcruxes. Right. Yeah, it makes it difficult like to do our job because we don't have those visual cues. And it's
0: very frustrating when you want to talk about Hepzibah Smith and she's not in the movie. Right. It's yeah. like, well, Come let's, on. Use,
1: let's use that chapter art yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Um. That's a complaint very individual to us. <laughs> very specific. The only other thing I would say is I think the cave scene is, is pretty cool. I think a lot of that works out. I think like Dumbledore doing like the Inferno. That's, yeah. That's a pretty dang epic moment. Yeah. Uh, and, and that is one of those where I will say I do have a harder time imagining that like Richard Harris version of Dumbledore in my mind. Oh right. I'm like, if it had been him the whole time, what would they have done? Right. In this moment, because I do think that's where like Michael Gambon and being like super intense and heavy and yeah. like and being this like fierce.
0: Well, like, same thing. In order, like how um how would that fight have looked? True. Yeah. True. Although like that, it would have been an interesting like acting challenge because that is always the scene in particular where Harry's like. For the first time, he understood why Dumbledore was the only one he ever feared or whatever. Like, it's like this, like, like almost character change in Dumbledore when he's like, okay, you made me mad. Let's go. It's true, but he's still,
1: like, he comes in and he's still, like, referring to him as, like, Tom. Yeah. You know, like, he's still, oh, he's, yeah. He's still, like, he's, like, messing with him, like, in his car. Right. He's played, like,
0: two fights. He's yeah. Like, yes, yeah. I'm magically going to fight you, but also I'm going to mentally mess with you a lot. <laughs> right, right,
1: right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to make it seem like.
0: This is no big. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Casual. Mm. Right, right. Mm. So that I would I would hand that to him. Um, Dumbledore's death, like the slow motion scene, I think it's yeah. pretty good. It's
0: good. I like the wands up. That's good. The In wands addition. up is really good. Yep. Yep.
1: Okay. Moving on. All right. Deathly Hallows. Part one.
0: Let's see here. Okay, I'm gonna do that. What you got? Acceptable. Acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is just like through no fault of its own. It's just most of the exciting stuff in Deathly Hallows happens in the second half.
1: Yeah. 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 I one, the one thing I do say, the one thing I absolutely love is the tale of the three brothers. Like the way oh, that the they animation like is so cool. Top dollar. Like whoever I I think they gave creative freedom to someone who they were like, Yeah, he, like just trust him. He knows what he's doing. Like Do it. like I, I'm just so convinced that whoever did that, it was sort of like they had like the vision for it. And yeah. They, and they did it. You did it. Um,
0: crushed it. It's very good.
1: I think it's beautiful. And we use that footage a lot. Yep. Yeah. That's another one that that comes up as important a whole bunch of times. Um, otherwise, yeah, like, what do we have in here? We have Bill and Fleur's
0: wedding. Which he's not, dis- which Harry is not disguised in, which right. is weird to me, because it's like, he's supposed to be the most wanted wizard or whatever. Right. He's supposed to be in hiding and you can do that, which I don't know, maybe visually that's supposed to let you know that everyone else here is really, really trustworthy, but.
1: It, I mean, that's certainly an explanation. Yeah. I guess there's that. Um, I also, I mean, I've talked about this. If you watch this channel a lot, you already know this about me, but I'm not a huge fan of the ministry scene.
0: Yeah, the Polyjuice potion, but you don't even, you're don't. you not a fan of that in the books either. Uh,
1: it, true, so I was facing an uphill battle Either way, every single way, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that that's like still one that I struggle with. I, I never quite figured out why it was so important that for them to dub the voices of Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Like, were they, were they worried that like we weren't be able to like keep up with like which one of them transferred into who?
0: Like when they do it in Chamber, what do they do?
1: They do the same thing in Chamber. They they dub <laughs> them in Chamber as well. Okay. They, they do this with Polyjuice Potion in the movies, but I, I honestly I just don't know why. In the
0: books, it just changes your voice. Though. It just changes your voice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, like, I always feel like that <clears throat> it feels like it'd be, like, much more of a tell faster.
0: Yeah, like, in real life? Yeah. Like, your voice is completely different today. Something's weird.
1: It's like Ditto. Like, doesn't Ditto, like, have its eyes stay the same when it transfers into, like, different creatures? Uh,
0: that, You mean a Pokemon? I'm talking about Pokemon. Yeah, one, yeah, okay. The weird thing about that is that it's just there's one episode of Pokemon in Season 1 where the... The trainer who has the Ditto is having an issue where her Ditto, when it transforms, keeps the eyes and the the, the dopey smile. But oh. most Ditto's don't. Interesting. Um, but that one thing has like really caught on. Twenty years later. So. Okay. Yeah.
1: Random. Okay, because I think in Detective Pikachu
0: they did it. Oh, do they? I think they do. Okay.
1: Because it's like it's really weird. Yeah. But anyway, so. Definitely not the point that, <laughs> but it's just, it's like one of those where I, yeah, it's kind of like, okay. I do <laughs> think that the entire Dobby death scene is good. Yeah. I think it's very well, it's very well done. I think that is Daniel Radcliffe doing some really quality, like, like he looks like he just lost the best friend
0: right. in that moment, mm-hmm. like
1: he looks upset. Yeah. Um. So I would say that that's, that is super, super solid. Um, it's so funny, yeah, because Deathly Hallows it feels uh, the first part feels so limited, yeah, in terms of what they're doing. They
0: get the locket, they try and destroy it. Eventually, they do, right? Yeah, so that's the big thing. But then we kick off with Deathly Hallows parts two, which I'm gonna go ahead. Boom! I put it exceeds expectations.
1: <gasps> that's what I was putting
0: it as whoa, well. well. Basically, it's just like the second half of the first one. And I think just more fun stuff happens. Deathly Alice is just yeah. fun. Just more entertaining. Yep. Uh, so they break out of Gringotts. That's really fun. You get to see Helena Bottom Carter play Hermione playing Bellatrix, yep. which is a fun acting challenge. <laughs> yep. Um, which yep. she does a good job of. The um, escape from Gringotts, I think, is really good. It is, um, and then the Battle of Hogwarts is just cool. Like when they do the scene where they're just like kind of going through the castle and all the fights are happening everywhere. It's like this is cool.
1: There's this a lot fine. of neat stuff. Yeah, like I think the um, like McGonagall <coughs> getting like the defenses up. Uh, the oh, it's them's getting this the, the,
0: getting the castle ready is so fun. It's very neat. Yeah, the suits of armor. You're like, oh yeah, it's exactly what it would look like. Yeah, cool.
1: Right. You've got the
0: the scene in the forest. You've got. Kings Cross. Yeah, you even have like even like I, the bridge to Hogwarts or whatever. Not in the books, just like a movie edition. And the Seamus always blowing stuff up in his face. Not in the books, just the movie thing. But you do, they did a cool thing where you got a payoff on both of those things in the movie. You do, yeah. yeah. And and it, that I think that was a good way to
1: to to use a piece of movie lore that they yeah. had been establishing basically since the since Sorcerer's Stone.
0: Yeah. That,
1: like, there's this, like, Seamus, like,
0: poof, Yeah.
1: You know, so that was that was good. That was good. Neville takes out, like, half the army.
0: Yeah, yeah, Neville's got a high kill count for the war. He does. For sure. Neville's <laughs> killing of Nagini, really great.
1: I, what I think is both amazing and not good at the same time is Neville's little, like, when he, like, stands up in front of everybody and basically he just becomes, like, the leader. Yeah. This is when I think Harry's dead. He, like, walks out and Neville's, like, fake limp, the acting of the limp that Neville has, I think is overdone. Oh. It's very like (laughs) It's like it's like I I know you've been in battle, but like, you know, it's okay. (laughs) Like Gotcha. Um but otherwise I think the Neville moment right there is is really good. It's another one that like gives me chills. Yeah. Where he's, you know,
0: Right. I love Harry um going into the forest. I like I like the way they did the prince's tale, like kinda flash flashing through Snape's life. Yeah. That's really good in the pensive. Yep. Yep. All really good. Uh, I like King's Cross. Also fun. Well yep. not fun, just you know, serious, but
1: Yeah, you don't so. you miss out on <laughs> some things with King's Cross where like you don't hear a lot about like the Grindelwald
0: yeah. bits. Um, but and less important in the movies than it is in the books. Sure. Um and then I also the um I will say one of my favorite parts in the books is like when Harry and Voldemort are like circling each other in the great hall. And Harry is just like dropping bomb after bomb of like realization of how he's going to win this final thing and how Voldemort is just totally back himself into a corner and doesn't even realize it. And then like the moment comes and everyone's watching and it's like, boom, and he wins and it's like, ah, like the two, and they all like come and, you know, rush Harry. And it's against it's this big moment of celebration. And in the, in the movie, like they have like their big, the wands meeting. It's just like, I don't know. It doesn't feel as exciting like in the final moment. And like no one's there watching, they're just by themselves Right. Off. And there's like this weird scene where Voldemort's just like slapping Harry in the face and stuff, like up in oh. the clock tower. He's just like physically hitting him. There just is like, like, it's a really, it's a odd scene. Yeah. It's like, it's like <clears throat> let's
1: finish this Tom. And he just sort of like, no. Nah!
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. So I wish it was in the great hall and I wish everyone was watching. I do love um, Molly uh, killing Bellatrix. That was really fun. It's really good. As that ever, really everyone's good. favorite scene. I think that was our like favorite scene in our top 10 moments. It's so the, good. Yeah, it's good. It's so
1: good. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then I think the other big one you've got is that at the end of this one, uh, Harry snaps the wand
0: yeah. instead of in the book. I do like that.
1: Yeah. In the book, Harry's like, I'll just put it back from where it came from, like in your grave.
0: Yeah, and if I die without ever being defeated, and it's like, you got a long life left, dude. It, and yeah. you're trying to become an Auror where you're gonna be in a lot of squabbles.
1: Right, right, right. It's like, you're you putting a <clears> lot, <throat> lot on your reputation
0: to never lose a duel. Yeah, Um you know how finicky this thing is. You snatched that, you snatched a different wand from, from Draco, right. okay? So if you don't think anyone's gonna take your wand out of your hand again, <laughs>
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Even your own children,
0: yeah, by accident, Ginny. Ginny yeah. Ha! Elder <laughs> Mine! <laughs> Moving on to Fantastic Beasts. Moving Christmas on. Beast. Yep. Boom. 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 I put it in Outstanding. I did too. Yeah! Fantastic Beasts, first movie, outstanding. This is always my fun answer. People are like, what's your favorite Harry Potter movie? And I'm like, Fantastic Beasts, and where to find them?
1: And they're like, wait.
0: They're no, like, wait. No, I didn't think no. about that. I just meant the first eight. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, you did think about that. But I think Fantastic Beasts had a lot going for it in terms of, uh, it's not based on anything, so they can just make stuff up. True. They can just, there's no, there's like, you don't have to compare it to a book because there's nothing to compare it to. All you have is just Newt. And one, Newt is being played by Eddie Redmayne. So you're not dealing with child actors, you're dealing with like one of the best actors on the entire planet. And he's crushing it he's as really, Newt commander. He's really, and really And then good. he has like the on screen chemistry between Newt and Tina is amazing. I love it. They're so good together, um, Eddie and Catherine Watterson. Like you're in New York City, you have fully grown wizards. So everyone can just do tons of magic really well. And right. they do it a lot. And that's really fun. Cause like you go through Sorcerer's Stone, no one like Harry doesn't cast a spell. Harry, the main character of Harry Potter, <laughs> yeah. doesn't cast a spell in the first movie. Okay. <laughs> you're a wizard, Harry. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? Because he doesn't cast a spell. Meanwhile, uh, Newt Scamander casts about 10 spells in the first five minutes. He's just like, oh, no, you don't. He's just like magic and all over the place. Super fun. The beasts, all really creative, all really fun. Um, Jacob. Jacob is, re- I mean, he's hilarious. Yeah. He does he, a great job. Super good being comic the Muggle. relief. Yeah, very good comic relief. Uh, they have other weird powers that fit in the wizarding world. Like with um, Queenie, <clears> it's like she can legitimate on a power we haven't seen before. It's like, that's an established power, but not in this way. So it fits, but it's new. Right when it's taking place in the past.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think there's just a, a whole lot of stuff going on that is very fun, very exciting. Um, You know, you're just you're just getting to see like fully trained wizards at work. Yeah. And and it is, it's very imaginative and you're not like looking at it being like, oh, ah, but that's not how it went this way. Exactly. Uh, So I think all that works. But the <coughs> weird thing about it is bringing us to Crimes of Grindelwald.
0: Yeah, that is the weird thing. It's like they set up this amazing thing and then we go to Crimes of Grindelwald and I'm putting it at Dreadful. You put it at Troll, it put like. It you went all the way down. You went all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> Something had to go
1: there. Something
0: had to. It's, I mean, I put it behind Goblet of Fire right there. So there maybe, you go. Maybe, maybe. Okay. So, yeah. I, I, like, that's the thing. Like, I. yeah.
1: I, I think it is worse than the worst Harry Potter movie hmm. uh, is probably the way that I would say it. But, like, I, yeah. Crimes of Grindelwald, here's my theory, is I think that Crimes of Grindelwald ultimately will not upset people in the future because the series will be complete. And instead of having to sit there and dwell
0: on like, what the heck did I just watch? You'll just watch the next movie. Right, and it all makes sense. And it's like, I even wrote that down in my notes ahead of time. Like, it, it's possible people will end up loving this because it set up a bunch of stuff you didn't see coming and like retroactively you'd be like, it's so cool how they did all these things. Right. But it's like, if that's the case, then it's reliant on stuff that hasn't come out yet. Yes. which. Like, it's okay. It's hard for stuff to be reliant on its sequels. It's okay if it's reliant upon the world building you did in the past.
1: I, and I think that's fair, yeah. Cause yeah. like, I, I, sometimes I get very frustrated when people are like, oh, well the movie doesn't stand on its own. Especially when we're talking about like Marvel or Harry Potter or any of these series where like the, the established world outside of any given movie is just so important to mm-hmm. it. And chances are, if you're watching it, <clears throat> you know the rest of the world. Um, but I do think with Crimes of wall, it's just, it's got these weird, wacky, all over the place plots that don't line up very well. There's, There's a whole bunch of odd, yeah. uh, like, I mean, you got this body swap scene at the beginning of *Crimes of Grindelwald that it took you and I- A full day. A full day, a whiteboard, and like a pause button to like literally go through frame by frame and figure out who is who and who is who, where and-, and when. And yeah. when, and then on top of that, why?
0: Yeah, like, like to what, to what f- end? Because we all wanted more Aventy, like. Yeah, like it it was, it was hard to get. And then even that, it's like, even when you're watching the movie, it's like, it feels like you needed to do a certain amount of homework um, beforehand. Which we had, we Which we had done, thankfully. Yeah. Like we understood everything, mostly as it was happening. Yeah. A few things here and there. But um, I I don't think your casual Harry Potter fan uh, is, neck deep in Harry Potter lore on a day-to-day basis for the second movie in a spin-off series.
1: Yeah. We knew because it is literally our job.
0: Right. Um
1: so it's it's not the type of thing that I necessarily would have expected any other person to know. I mean part of what made it so helpful for us is that in one of the trailers, there's the wall that shows you like all of the family tree. And yeah. We had like super zoomed, enhanced Searched, right? We we like built out that exact family tree, trying to like make predictions about what's going to happen in the movie based on that tree. Yeah, and so like you know we knew all these like random kind of offside characters that nobody's ever heard of before, and we were able to piece the pieces together. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I mean like Queenie's story doesn't really make sense. Tina's story is kind of funky. I, I still think that Newt and Tina are great together. You have that Salamander's moment in yep. like the the archives in the French Ministry.
0: Um, there's just, there's just a lot of unanswered questions. So, so there's like a little asterisk on it. Like maybe all this stuff is gonna pay off in a really cool, fun way. Right. Um, and if it does, great. I hope it does. Like I am like optimistic about it. And like, I want it to be good, of course. I know. Well, but, and I think we have some theories that I feel very, very,
1: very confident about. Like oh, if, if the we've TV made so that, many
0: stabs at it, yeah. I know.
1: But like our most recent consensus, I think we were able to make multiple videos off of it. And all of those videos, I think, fit. And it all has to do with the baby swap scene, which and is very confusing. Which, but...
0: yeah, it all it all is based on Grindelwald is making, is taking actions based on not knowing about the baby swap. Right. And that's the difference maker.
1: There's that. And the only reason that Credence is able to talk to Nagini, who is a character who is only important because what she's actually revealing to us is the fact that Credence is, is a, a
0: Parseltongue. Parseltongue, which means he's a gaunt. Exactly. Yeah. So. We're very well versed in this movie. We got, there's no doubt. We might've analyzed it more than any other. It's true, it's true. We've We've
1: spent way more time with it. So I'm very excited for Secrets of Dumbledore. I'm very hopeful that it will like fill in the rest of these gaps. And hopefully what it'll mean is that like, even if this movie as a standalone isn't very good, the series as a whole could be very fun. Right. I
0: mean, the, the 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 series shall be more than the sum of its parts. Exactly. Yes.
1: The other <laughs> real curious thing with Secrets is that, for one, it's not that far away. So I feel it's like the trailer April. has to be coming soon. Very soon. The other thing, though, is <clears throat> crimes did suffer not just uh, it, with critics, but also at the box office. So there is some question as to whether or not they just. End the story with three instead of going five instead of going to five. Because if we're only at three, the third installment of five and the second one was bad, the third one's got to make up a lot of ground to give people hope for two more,
0: right? So So it's got to be good, a lot of pressure on it,
1: yeah. Anyway, I'm very curious to know how our rankings compared to your rankings. Uh, I'd be curious. Which of our rankings in particular was the furthest from something that you ranked? I know for me that Prisoner is one of these movies that people think very highly of. And so I'm very curious if I...
0: Yeah, I'm very, people have so many opinions about the Harry Potter movies. So uh, I hope you will uh, go fill out the tier list on your own. Share it with us on Twitter. I'm very curious to see how other people um, have ranked them themselves. There you go. Yep. Otherwise,
1: uh, be sure to leave us all of your thoughts in the comments down below. And until next time, Bye.